When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Momming today with Lara Trump. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. Great How to be with you. How many months pregnant are you? Seven. You look like you ate a burger. Oh my god, that's so nice. But you get that all the time. Yes, I imagine. but uh, uh, unfortunately for me, I don't feel that way. It feels <laughs> very much like it's been seven months. It's hard to be pregnant. It is. It's very hard. These men just don't understand. And you're pregnant in the public eye. It's true. It's true. I keep saying, when is my last like public appearance as a pregnant woman? Because we keep having these. We're, we're doing the, the launch of the campaign next week. I have like 10 other things. And I'm like, what am I doing? Can I just like relax? And- it's almost good, though, because it might distract you from the aches Maybe and pains so. of being pregnant because yeah. you're so busy. I actually went into labor on set, essentially. Stop. Everyone's like, why are you still working? I'm like, it just gives me something to do. Yeah. No, I worked the day I, I went into labor with my son. I I worked out that morning so yeah i mean i guess for if you're used to that pace you like to keep it going but you look fantastic i wish i looked like that now oh god please how is luke doing (laughs) he's so good he's 21 months old and he's super tall of of course well my husband and i are both like giants um so he can reach everything up on counters and he's super fast now he's like running all over the place um but he's good he's a very happy kid and uh does he get that he's about to be a big brother I don't think so. We keep telling him, but, you know, 21 months old, maybe in a couple of months he'll get it. I don't know, six months or so. Um, I guess whenever there's a baby here, he's going to realize that there's something else going on. I'll tell you who will be really upset is our dog, Charlie. Oh. He thought we foster dogs often, so he thought that Luke, whenever he was born, was going to be another foster we'd, like, take care of a couple months and and find a home Mm -hmm. for. Still around. Charlie's still upset. He'll be very, uh, very upset with this. the second one. You have two dogs? We have two, So yeah. who's the other, Charlie and? Charlie and Ben. Okay. Is Ben a foster or Ben stays? Ben was a foster fail. Ben, we were, yeah. <laughs> foster but fail. in the in the rescue community, that's a good thing. So we, Aww. yeah, we were fostering him. He was, he was in a terrible situation before. Very abused and super sick and like about to be euthanized. And this great organization I work with, Rescue Dogs Rock here in New York, um, literally saved his life and they needed a foster for him when he came to New York. So I didn't really tell my husband. I just said, we'll do it. And then we, of course, were like, we'll give him away in a couple of months when a family wants him. And then we fell in love and he's, a, he's the best dog ever. So anyway, he's so the still family's just getting bigger and bigger. Keep expanding. Maybe and a couple more dogs. We'll see. More chaotic yes. in the process. What are your, do you have any fears about you know, you, you mastered baby number one. And oh, well, that's a kind of human assessment. baby number two coming. <laughs> I mean, I think there's always fear. Doesn't every parent kind of, you, you feel so out of your element, I think, with the first baby because it's so brand new and there's so much to learn. And now that I feel like I'm in a good groove with that, it's kind of like, well, what am I going to do when there are two of these? And there are different, you know, because my son is like running all over the place and then I'll have one that's just, you know, a little nugget that, 
you know, at least at first they just kind of hang out there, but they're a lot of work, man. Yeah, the beginning's easy, especially yeah. if they sleep. But well, then and, they forget to they forget that they knew how to sleep. They yeah. kinda you know, we had a nighttime terrorist, that's what we called oh, my no. my little one for like <laughs> seven months. I couldn't even function, but you get through it. Right? Yeah. You it's just... funny though, the the older our son gets, the more I'm like, Man, we had it easy in the beginning. And you don't realize <laughs> it though till you're past that stage. So we'll see. I mean, listen, I guess you just figure it out. Everybody does. I'm so impressed. I meet so many um military spouses who's whose uh, husbands are deployed overseas, and there they are with two or three kids on their own. And, you know, it's it's amazing. If they can do it, I mean, they're my inspiration. I'm so, so glad you said that because we actually do a lot of work with military spouses oh, and veterans and the like. And I, I think about that, too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm alone this week. This is so yeah. hard. I just think about the women, for whatever reason, that do it alone yes. all the time. In they're, addition to having jobs. They're incredible. They, I know. They sometimes really, they can't afford help. Right. You can't afford a nanny. And no, I get they it. really inspire me. And so when when it gets tough, I'm like, man, if they can do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. Has your experiences as a mom helped helped you um, with potential legislation that might be coming out of the White House? Well, I mean, unfortunately, I don't work for the White House and in the administration. But as a um, just as a citizen of this country, there are a lot of things that I care about, certainly. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to my sister-in-law, Ivanka. She was a huge proponent of doubling the child tax credit in this country, which, is, which has helped so many working families, working moms, um, really bringing to the table issues, I think, that had been ignored for a long time. Um, so I am so supportive of everything that she does. Um, obviously for me, I work on a lot of animal welfare items, um, in that space, but I I think being a mom has given me much more of an appreciation in general for wanting this country to be headed in the right direction, because it's one thing for me, but it's another thing when you have children and you think about, you know, 20 years from now when my kids are trying to get a job, what's it going to be like for them? What is it going to be like when they try and start a family one day, hopefully? Um, and so I'm I'm so proud to be a part of this family and a part of the president's campaign team and really just so supportive of the, the changes he's making that I think in the long run are going to be so beneficial for our country and ultimately for my kids and another generation of, of children out there. I feel like we're at a turning point um at least in the workplace where women's equality, you're getting paid for, for the yeah. same work. Um, men getting the same time off as women when it, it when it comes to taking care of the home, the sure. caretaker responsibility, paternity leave. Um, we're at a, I feel like we're at a turning point where yeah. women and men both work. It's not a newsflash. It's true. It's true. It's not surprising anymore, I think, that women yeah. are out working or that you're a mom and you're working. Um, and listen, under this president, we see that – Women's unemployment is at the lowest point it's been in like 65 years. Hopefully we'll get to the lowest unemployment ever. But um, I feel very fortunate to to live in a time where I have never really thought of a wage gap as, as a major issue. It's never really been a problem. And maybe I'm very lucky. Because the generation before us. Yes, because they, the one they did all the work. They really did. Towards. They did so much incredible work. And so for me, coming up when I got out of college and had my first jobs, it wasn't something where I ever said, well, I know a man's getting paid more than me. I would negotiate my salary based on what I thought my value was. And maybe I think women, we tend to undervalue ourselves, but mm-hmm. I think that's changing. I think we understand that we are an equal contributor to our society, whether it's work, household, whatever it might be. Um, 
it's just it's a great time to be a woman. What do you think our generation now is paving the way for our children to have? Oh wow. Well, I mean, I think in many ways we are. It's funny because I feel like everything is kind of cyclical, and and where we are in this space now, I really think that um, you know we got so PC for a while, so politically correct. People didn't feel like they could speak what was on their minds, and I mean, really, thanks to this president, in many ways, some of that has has changed, but. Um, Listen, it would be great to have a world where there really aren't any major conflicts. And we really haven't had major wars in in quite some time. It would be great to know that we leave a world to our children and another generation that doesn't have to deal with terrorism and that sort of thing. So hopefully that's something we can fix. But I think overall... You know, we are poised to to just see that everybody is equal, no matter your gender, no matter your race, no matter matter your religion. And I think that, you know, that's my hope for the next generation, that everybody just sees each other as, you know, a, a friend, as a fellow American. And, and um, you know, you're valued for the work you do and, and nothing else. Yeah. Well, and, and before that, you, you spoke about living in less of a PC yeah. country. But, you know, a lot of moms now decide that they're not going to read traditional fairy tales or watch traditional movies with I've their daughters that. because it's not okay for a girl to want to be a princess anymore or to get married. Uh, what's your take on all of that? Well, I mean, I think it's okay for that. You know, it's you just have to introduce them to everything. I mean, that's always been my strategy. Introduce your kid to everything, whether it's sports, whether it's goals in life, what they want to be one day. And I mean, my son isn't even two yet, so we've got a ways to go. Um, But I don't think you need to do that. It makes me sad. I want to share all those, you know, Disney movies and fairy tales with my kids one day and the things that I loved. Um, I couldn't imagine not watching The Little Mermaid or Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast. I mean, they're they're great. But Introduce them to everything. I do notice that a lot of the books that I read to my son, um, the the girls are like the train conductors in there. You know what I mean? Oh, so, so there, yeah, it's there's a concerted effort, I think, to which is great. I'm totally fine with that. But don't block them from saying something. What's his favorite book? His favorite story? Well, I so I speak French, so I'm trying to teach him French as well. So we read um, we read uh, several French books. So he likes the ones that have all the the pictures. We're we're still in a picture phase right now, but he does like um, Good Night Moon. We Aww. read that. We try to read that every night. So. And do you cook for him? I, you're a trained chef, right? I, I I am. I went to culinary school. I'm technically a pastry chef. Oh, I well, I mean, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves. I have no time yeah, for anything. Usually I'm cooking for him something that's very fast, a lot of steamed veggies. He's a, he's really into sweet potatoes and a lot of vegetables, so I can get away very easily with that. What so. about the junk food? He does, you know what? My husband is the one that's constantly trying to get him to get, eat ice cream. <laughs> and he doesn't like he it? He really doesn't like it. And my husband's so bummed. He's like, I don't get this. I love ice cream. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, everybody's entitled to some junk food every oh, yeah, now and absolutely. again. Absolutely. But uh, it's funny because he he really hasn't taken to it so far. And I'm like, well, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I tried to manage myself during pregnancy. Although we know that that's all that's all baloney. Are you craving anything? You know what? This pregnancy, I'm craving fruit. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. With my with my son, all I wanted was pancakes. Hmm. And so this go around, it's fruit and uh, 
I'm okay with that. It's maybe better than pancakes. Which pregnancy was better? Do you find oh. this one more difficult than the first? Or yeah, vice versa? This, this is much more challenging than the yeah. first. And Why do you think that is? I don't. I, I think. Listen, pregnancy is tough on the body. It's a lot for a human body to undertake. I'm still like blown away by us women. I think we're so incredible that we can. You know, life grows inside of us. Then you got to get that life out mm-hmm. somehow, which. It gets tricky at times, as I'm sure so many women out there know. Um, it's not easy. And so I think it's a lot on the body. And and to have two kids within two years, and I know some women do it even quicker than that, I think my body's like, wait a minute now. We just, just got feeling normal. normal. And what are you doing? But um, it's, listen, I, I can't complain. I, I have so many friends that have much more difficult pregnancies. You post me. workout videos frequently. Yeah. <laughs> what are some tips, you know, of, of what? what you can do pregnant? Well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned and as far as every doctor has ever told me, you can do the generally the same things as you did before you were pregnant. Just you're, you shouldn't probably... Take it down a notch. Yeah, you probably <laughs> shouldn't be trying anything new. Um, and you got to listen to your body. I mean, you know, at a certain point, the baby takes up some space. You don't have the same lung capacity. You can't get as much air in. So as long as you're feeling good and you don't feel like you're stressing yourself out too much, I mean... That's sort of, I just listen to my body every day. And if I'm feeling good, then I go for it. That's the best advice. I remember I I miscarried a bunch. So I was always asking my doctor, can I do this? Can I do that? Um, So I I would still take my yoga classes, but not hot yoga. Yeah. You know, but in the end, it's like, I really can't be doing yoga anymore because I can't do any of these moves. Like your belly just gets in in the the way. way. (laughs) It's just, I know I do a lot of um, indoor cycling Uh and I am noticing now I had to raise the handlebars up because... (laughs) getting in the way a little bit but uh but yeah listen it's and everyone's different every pregnancy is different but uh but certainly i would say just listen to yourself one topic that we explore on on we're momming today is the issue of the internet and social media yeah and raising children in a world where that's commonplace like they're growing up a being on the internet because as moms yep. we're posting pictures of them without their permission right and then when they have to do this all themselves what scares you the most about oh my that God. it's all very scary actually i mean when is the appropriate time to get a phone for your kid and when is appropriate for your kid to have an instagram or twitter account i mean i don't i don't have the answers to that and thank goodness i don't have to think about it for for a little while but it's really it's really scary because you see all of the online bullying that happens. And listen, it happens to me and everyone in our family every single day, but I'm an adult and I can deal with it and I can process it and I have the the capacity and life experience to understand that these people are just nasty and they're hiding behind a computer. But when you're a high school or middle school aged kid and, you know, people are bullying you online, it is really scary because you see the the suicides and the the things like that um especially in a higher profile family like this i mean it worries me a lot and i i don't have the answer yet but i think you just have to teach your kid ultimately self-confidence and to you know know who they are and that they're a good person and do the right thing and you know you're always going to have nasty people out there you're always going to have people who maybe don't feel as good about themselves and feel better attacking you but um it is a scary thing. It's a different how, world. How are you personally coping with living and raising a family in the public eye? Well, it's nothing I ever expected to do. <laughs> um, I grew up in a middle-class family in North Carolina and never expected to live in New York full-time or be part of a family like this. But it, 
listen, it does come with its challenges. Um, and I think you just do the best you can. I mean, do you thicken your skin or do you make some changes? I think we all have a much thicker skin, even than we did four years ago, you know, when all of this started. Um, and you take your, your bruises and some things hurt and some things are upsetting. But you realize that, listen, if you know that you're a good person and you're doing the right things and um, that's really what matters. And so for, I think for all of us, it, it can be hard sometimes to see what's reported out there about you or unflattering eight-month photos pregnant of you out there that uh, maybe not we wouldn't all choose to have. But but listen, I, I think at the end of the day, we all can rest easy at night. And it's about going home to your family and people you love and having good friends. And that's, that's what's the dinner conversation like? Is it <laughs> uh, is it unpacking, you know, everything that happened that day on Twitter and everywhere else involving politics? Or is it more? This is what Luke did today. Well, it's and a little bit I of had both. a really great workout. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of both. Listen, my my husband and I both work full time. We travel a lot. Um and so whenever we're together, sometimes you don't want to talk about all the crazy that's out there. So sometimes, yeah, it's just about us and our plans. And we're still picking a name for this baby. We still don't have a name. Are you name. sharing options? Uh, no, because I haven't said what it is yet. Well, and you but... also don't want to hear what other people have to say. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I find that very challenging. So, I mean, we, we have a range of dinner conversations. But mostly I, I, we try and keep it about us because I think sometimes rehashing all the crazy that's out there you know, you don't want to drag that into your home or into your relationship. So we try and Have keep it separate. Have you given advice to President Trump that he has said, you know what, Larry, you are right. We're going to we're going to do that. Well, I I mean, he asks for advice all the time, which people never appreciate about him. I don't think he likes to get opinions of everyone. That's how I ended up, quite frankly, part of the campaign in 2016. Really? Yeah. Uh, we were in, in my home state of North Carolina. I was with him at a rally in August of 2016. And he was frustrated with how the state was being run and asked me my opinion on things. And I said, well, I think you should do X, Y, and Z. And he goes, huh, you know what? That's a great idea. We should do that. You know, why don't you take over? And why don't, I'm going to put you in charge of North Carolina, which, hello, that's terrifying. Um, but, of course, I, I took it on, and thank goodness we won North Carolina. What was X, Y, and Z? Do you remember? Gosh, I really don't. But I think it had to do with where they were planning the the different rallies and our, our people that we had on the ground because we didn't have enough resources in certain parts of the state, but it seems like ages ago. But, um, but yeah, he asks, he asks advice. Yeah. I give him advice. Especially in this news cycle, it seems like ages ago. <laughs> it does. Like yesterday, it seems like ages ago. Have you, um, have you ever said, hey, Dad? I'm assuming you might call him Dad. I call him Donald. <laughs> Donald, okay. Yeah. Hey, Donald, um, can you maybe lay off Twitter a little bit or oh, change? Gosh. You get this question all the time. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a mom. You have grandkids. Can you change your, your tone on Twitter? Because that's – and I'm not, I'm not getting political here. Yeah. This isn't necessarily no, 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 a space no. for that. But for supporters of the president and even critics, that's the common thread. Twitter. I know. I know. And listen, I, I appreciate that too. And there are tweets of his that I'm like, hmm, I wish maybe we hadn't tweeted that. Of course, but it's a listen. I could give him advice all day long, and the, I think the very refreshing thing to many people about this president is that he is his own person, and he's not changing himself to fit a mold. Donald Trump is who he is; he always has been. You, what you see with him is what you get with him. And while I know some of his tweets are a little a little harsh sometimes, or some people don't like them. 
it's who he is and it's his it's his way to speak to the outside world because the problem with the mainstream media as we all see is that they don't want to report things that he has to say it always gets misconstrued and they want to report the nonsense so I mean I could tell him that but I ultimately don't I don't want to tell him that because you know what it's who he is and it's and a lot of people love that about him and that he's just so out there with it's all he lays it all out and you know exactly what he's thinking he has how many grandchildren right now? Nine? And this is to be number 10? I think that's right. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yep. Does he remember nine. all their names? Because I remember oh growing up. No, I'm serious. <laughs> like, none of my grandparents could remember our names because there were so many of us. Oh, no. <laughs> no, he remembers their names. I get confused. Sometimes I call my son my dog's name, and I'm like, the bed That's what Luke. I'm saying. What's going on? Yeah. No, he, he keeps them straight pretty well. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's sharp. Yes. Lara, thank you for your time. Thank you. Good Great luck. to be with you. Thanks. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.